Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. It's yeah. uh, Tuesday, you know? Optimistic day. Yeah. Has it stopped raining? Has it stopped raining? Um, I mean, it's the rainy season, so mm-hmm. it kind of goes on and off over the days, but yeah, it's going to drizzle today. Does that yeah. help with the, the, the drought issues and stuff in California, that, or is it just simply not enough rain to make a dent in it? That's a very good question. Um, I think it's a mixed bag. On the one hand, especially up in the North Bay, God, it rains so much, like in Snell country. Um, it does help with the, uh, the water problems, but it also creates problems. Because you think about like when, when it's in, you're in Florida or anywhere, and it hasn't rained for a while, and you know the roads get slick, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But the other yeah. thing that happens is that you know, um, when this is really, really interesting, we need a pound signed something for this, um, <laughs> climate talk when, um, when it has rained for a while, uh, the soil gets like crazy, like super saturated, all the snails and the ants come out, but also it loosens up the roots of a lot of trees, like, uh, especially like, uh, exotics that don't have very deep roots. Right. So the park near us, like frequently like trees will go down, which knock down wires, et cetera. Yeah. There was a terrible landslide near here that killed a couple people recently. You get mudslides. So it's a mixed bag, but yeah, it's... Everything's just gotten, it feels like everything's just gotten so much more extreme. You know what I mean? With all the weather conditions. Oh, definitely. Like maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. I don't know. But, Who um, knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. It's good. Um, you know, uh, getting by. I I like it. I like it when it's broken up a little bit. I don't like a four days of rain situation because I like to walk around. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to get out and stretch your legs. I got to get my cake house. Like it's just, it's, I need my steps. I need like, I need to move for my body to function. I hate to admit that, but it's true. If I'm very, very still for too long, you know, one gets sad. Yeah, no, you want to move around. I mean, there's a mind body connection. You go to the gym and and do that thing with the ropes. Like you've got things, you've got a rowing machine with an iPad. Yeah. I don't have things like that. I walk, I'm a walker. I was just, uh, I was watching a documentary on Netflix about Studio 54 while I've been rowing the last couple of days. And, that was a pretty uh, wild scene. I, I mean, I, I knew the sort of legendariness of Studio 54, but I didn't know any of the story about it. I didn't, I mean, it was never something that seemed that interesting to me to And they operated every night with about. a cabaret license, right? <laughs> yeah, for, for like the first couple of years, like they would- Every night they were- They, were, they, they would were go and get a new catering license so because they, they couldn't get a, or didn't want to get a liquor license or something. It was, the, it was essentially like, I don't know, like- like going to your CYO and like having a rave every night with the same, like a fresh pass every day. <laughs> that's right. They really, that business, but that's not what got them in trouble. They were, um, they were skimming, they were skimming big time. Yeah, and then there was like, wasn't money. there like the tax problems and stuff? Yeah. 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 You know, cocaine, it, it does crazy stuff to a person. You can have too much cocaine. Did you know that? Uh, yes. I've heard. I've it's heard not like that CBD you can oil. Too much, right? You can have too much of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have, I, I've got, I've got some, I've got some odds and sods and I've got a, um, somewhat rambling listener requested long topic. Yes. Do you have anything? I see you've put a, a cute pig squishy into the show notes. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, as, as a little bit of follow up to our, uh, squishy banana, banana talk. talk. Yeah. I wanted, banana corner. <laughs> yeah. And so I was, you know, I, I recommend, I recommended the banana to everyone. I got a couple from my, my daughter kids. loves the banana. They're She's so good. loves it. Yeah. They're pure. 
it doesn't come back to its original shape unless you fashion it back to its original right. shape. Right. You have to sort of, uh, I do the thing like if you were uh, r- rolling a sausage or something, you do mm. that to it and it, it restores very, very quickly to its original shape. But yes, I wanted to tell you about another object that I found. It's the Akemi oh, Easter Cute Pig Squishy Slow Rising Soft Scented Animal Long Eyelashes Stress Relief Baby Toys Gifts. Oh, look at that. And it's multiple colored. Yes. It's got a, it's got a snout. The Ikemi company. They have the Ikemi Easter Cute Pig Squishy Slow Rising Soft Scented Animal Long Eyelashes Stress Relief Baby Toys Gift. Yes. So this one's a little more. It comes in at a whopping 10 bucks, but it looks bigger. It looks more substantial. And I, I think I need this. Yeah. Squishies are hot right now. There, I mean, you know, not that it can't be a squishy for the ages title, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I gotta start remembering to type things. Hey, I'll type it. All right, a squishy um, for the ages. The ages. ages. Not I got some new dolls, but I, I don't have any any squishies. What dolls? Uh, it's a long story. It's mm. a long story. Um, but um, I've become very interested in Domino. I'm kind of also interested in long shot, but I'm mostly interested in Domino. Okay. I'm very, and I'll talk about this later, but, but, I've, but I've had a breakthrough in thinking about um, my approach to my mental health. And I think a lot about Domino. Because what is, what, is, what is Domino, or to some extent, Scarlet Witch, long shot? What's Domino's primary special gift? Uh, Do you remember? It's okay I if you don't remember. Think it's She's like, cool, like probability luck yes. stuff. It's. I mean, I think it might be called probability manipulation, but it's really not. It's just. It's that. It's that. Domino has the uncanny ability to know that something will work out and what needs to be done in order to make it work out. She it, can essentially, if you like, run between the raindrops and succeed. Yeah. And I think about that that a lot. I think about that that. a lot with my mental health. And I realize that when I feel healthy in life, I feel like Domino. And I know that something can be successful and I I have a path to getting through it. This is an ADHD thing, let's be honest. Um, And I think about that. So I bought some Dominoes to inspire me. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. But because Longshot's pretty dorky, let's be honest. I'm not Longshot. Longshot's one of the, what are they called? The, what's the family? What's the family that came up in the 90s? He's one of those long shot X Men. Um, what are they called? The uh, oh, so he has a similar power. He discovers he has the favorable yeah, probability cool. outcomes or good luck that protect him when his motives are pure, uh-huh. and he has a genetically engineered slave. He was a genetically engineered slave who led a rebellion on his dystopian world against his former master enemy Mojo. Oh, Mojo, the guy with the game world. Who's the guy. Who's the guy who I think was Nightcrawler's pappy, who is like a devil? Azrael. Azrael. Okay, that's who that was. He's the, I think canonically, 616, I think he's the child of Azrael and Mystique. Mystique, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty contorted. What's this guy's name? Isn't he part of that family? Is this driving me? The family Lisa Schmeiser doesn't like. What are they called? The can like the, isn't a guy called like Cannonball? Like what's his name? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm thinking about that a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll be more prepared to talk about it after I've I've thought about it and lived it a little more. But I'm living the Domino lifestyle. I love it. You know what I'm saying? You so know the is she? Is her the power between? Is, 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 pardon me. Is her power yeah, passive or active? In other words, is it something that she? She says, I want to do this thing, 
and then it, it happens or is it more like, Oh, I know that won't work, but I know I can make this work. I mean, how does it play out? That's a good question. X-Force. I think she's a Rob Liefeld creation, but we'll, we'll let that. Yes. Yes. Doesn't black cat also have that also a similar power. I'm looking this up too, because I always thought that she had skilled martial artist, expert burglar, skilled gymnast ability to see in various ranges of electromagnetic spectrum with contact lenses. Are you talking about black cat? Yeah, Black Cat. I wouldn't be surprised if she also had she some had of those Spider-Woman pheromones. Because Peter gets a little weird around Okay, her. here's what it says. As Black Cat, yeah. she has the subconscious ability to affect probability fields, producing bad luck for her enemies. So this is uh, Domino. In addition to her exceptional marksmanship, this is on the Internet Science site, in addition to her exceptional marksmanship and hand-to-hand skills, Domino possesses mutant probability-altering powers, similar to those of Longshot. Uh, she often uses her skills as a mercenary. Yeah, so she's, oh, yeah, she's part of X-Force. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about that ability. Because there's, you know, there's a, I don't know. I don't want to go into it right now. But it's a, it's a thought technology that I'm trying on. Okay, I like the that. the idea of like, what if, what, if, what if I knew that this would succeed and that I could figure out how to do it mm. without doubting myself mm-hmm. or procrastinating mm-hmm. or doing the things that derail me from what I'd like to do. And so I'm turning to a fictional female superhero. I think it's fine. That makes sense to me. I don't know why her eyes are like that. She looks kind of like Zuko from uh, Avatar. Zuko has an eye thing too. Uncle Iroh did that. Did you guys ever do um, Last Airbender? Did you ever do that uh, cartoon show? I have watched it a few times, but I can't. It's very, very good. I liked it, but I couldn't, for some reason, my kids wouldn't respond to it correctly. So I've, I've the just comics are watched good. It. The show is great. Um, and then, of course, a lot of people think Korra, the follow up, is even better. It's a very good show. Okay. Anyways, I'm thinking about Domino. Maybe I'll get a photo for oh, you. Oh, and don't you have something special to announce or promote or talk about? I do. Should we get it out of the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, my gosh, for something like five years now, uh, you've heard me talk about the Ungainly X-Men meetup at Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue. Uh, I was in receipt of some sad news in the last week, which is that Two Cats Comics, West Portal Avenue, is going to close. That's a bummer. Month. That's a big bummer. You could say, yeah, it's a big bummer, but, um, but we're doing one last, uh, meetup on Gainly X-Men meetup number 25 will be held this month at two cats comics, 320 West Portal Avenue. It's on Thursday, March 21st from seven 30 to nine. And if you wanted to come to one of these, well, you got exactly one more chance. They close <laughs> less than a week later. Um, why, why did it's they, real bummer. did they say why they're closing? I mean, I, mean, I could guess why, but I was curious. I can guess if... why too, you know, oh, motorcycle boy. Yeah. Right on time. Yeah. So I prevailed upon Christian. Uh, I was like, hey, can we do one more of these? So like a few days before they close, we're going to do one last one. Um, I mean, if you want some good deals on stuff, they're <laughs> closing out. Yeah. So check them out. But no, it, honestly, it's one last chance to do this. I don't know if we're going to do this again. I don't have another location in mind for doing this. This is not to say that this will be the end of the Ungainly X-Man meetup, but it'll certainly be the last one at the store. Uh, I don't think there's any prospect. There's no GoFundMe or anything. I think it's just they're closing up, which is, um, you know, it's hard. I mean, my kid grew up there. Yeah. We, she doesn't even remember when she started going there. Yeah. And uh, I discovered that place right when I was getting real super interested in comics again and spent an unconscionable amount of money there. And, you know, I don't anymore. Maybe that's part of the problem. But 
in any case, you can go to uh, merlinm.com slash meetup. Um, one last time. One more time. I'm getting the X-Men meetup 25. I don't want to belabor it. It's very, very sad. I'm genuinely very sad about this. Uh, there's a huge tumult and change in this dumbass city, even in our far-flung western areas. A lot is changing. Uh, like, just so much stuff is going away. And uh, this is one I will uh, I will really miss. And I, I really, really like those guys. They've been so good to me and uh, to all the meetup folks. A lot of people have made some friendships there and found a uh, an unusual retail community that uh, is more and more difficult to find. So anyway, if you want to come out and you're in San Francisco uh, later this month, that's Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue, Thursday, March 21st, 730 and 9. You go to merlinm.com slash meetup and you read about it. Anyway, it's a bummer. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Squishy for the ages. Okay. Um, what do I have here? So, Oryx Bar's not in this episode, right? Uh, no, not in this one. Damn. I hope they're not mad at me. They're not going to be mad. I think they might be mad at me. <clears throat> I, I don't see booted, why they would I, be I kinda, mad. I kind of booted the ad read on Roderick, and I hope they're not mad at no, me. No, they're not going to be mad. They're going to love I it. Offered them a, I, offer, I pre-offered them a make good. Please what come was, back. What was so... Uh, I haven't heard it yet. What was so bad about it? Do I just need to play it and go and play I've it? I've been in... Yeah, I've been in a great mood lately. I'm a happy guy. Yeah. I'm a domino. I'm a domino. And for some reason, I was reading the 14 flavors, and, and, and I started to get the giggles a little bit. And then I got down to the nut butter, and I kind of lost it. It's squeezable and spreadable. I kind of lost it. I think it's I hope fine. they're not mad at me. No, nah, they're not going to I'd love mad. to have them back. Leave this in. They'll come back. They're, they're going to be fine. X-Bar, come back. We love you. You know, that probably got more attention, you know, uh, than most of the, the things. Any publicity is good publicity. That's what as I As long as they spell your bar right. Yes. Um, in preparing for this, so I've got, I've got a lot for our main topic, you know, jump yeah. in anywhere, but I do have two things that aren't important, but I want to mention, you know, I've, I've been uh, playing with IA writer. That mm, a yeah, lot of people I know like about IA Writer, sure. Yeah, I had some kind of online feud with those guys. They're not very nice, but um, I went back and looked you at did, their wait app Wait a minute, again. wait, you can't just drop that and move sure to the I next. Sure I can. No, I, I, what no, happened? No, I'm not a drama llama, but I went back and looked at their app, and you know what's really good, especially that, No, on, no, 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 that's like when you tell your kid, hey, I bought some really awesome candy for you. Oh, yeah. can I have it? No. So I got it on, uh, I think I bought it a long time ago and I've been playing with it on, on the Mac and it's really good. Like as a writing app, it's yeah. very, very good. It's beautiful. It works really great. And I'm, there's a good chance that I could be missing something here. They have very good, very well-written documentation. They're not mm -hmm. very nice people, but their documentation is <laughs> very good. And I was reading about, okay, there's a way to put Dropbox in here. It's really cool. You just go in and you get a new library and via the files-like functionality, you go in and identify a folder and, hey, now you're, you've got your Dropbox stuff and it syncs pretty good. I've been having a weird problem, so why am I doing this? I've been having a kind of strange problem that I cannot locate as an NVL problem or a Dropbox problem yet, but I've been having files disappear from my corpus of text. Ooh. Like sometimes while I'm editing it. Really? So I got to go to dropbox.com, show delete files. And oh my God, look at this. There's like six files that got deleted and I never saw it. My gut is, and I thought this was a solved problem. My gut is it's because I had two instances of the app open on, not instances, but I had the app open on multiple computers. But and so I've been kind of just looking around, seeing what else is out there. I'm not, again, 
not a drama llama. But um, so that's why I looked at IA Writer again. I'm just here to say, like, it's a really good, especially here's the big asterisk. Okay. It's really good <laughs> on desktop and it's pretty good on iOS. I would say as a desktop, a Mac app, it is very, very good. Why am I saying this? It's, it really is beautifully designed. The, there's a font they use. It's really pretty. Uh, it has great previews. It has a really interesting approach to edit versus preview mode, this modal view that's really cool. It'll do stuff like identify parts of speech. Like if in my case, you want to make sure you're not really, 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 really using adverbs too much, you can highlight those. Um, it's got a lot of really cool features um, and it supports Markdown and it's really neat. And, and I'm, not, I'm not damning this, but the problem I ran into is you can open, so if you're on iOS using IA Writer, you can open files from Dropbox. But as far as I can tell, it doesn't sort of round trip. It basically, what you do is it's like you're a view, adding view that only? file. No, it's not that. It's that you're basically downloading it from Dropbox and putting it into oh. the official iCloud. It really wants you to do iCloud. So if you're doing iCloud for your syncing, you're good to go. It should work fine. That's the only thing I ran into. But I wanted to say, like, uh, you know, it's a good app. I want to give it its props. It's it's a, it's a really good app. And it's not, you know, it's not as bare bones, obviously, as Envy Alt. It's not as, like, over-the-top fully featured like Bear. It's still, it, but it's a writing app. And I thought it was, I think it's really good. I'm going to start using it more on the desktop. Uh, so I just want to mention that IA writer. Good job. Put Good it job, in the team. show notes for us. Oh yeah, I should do that. I just did. Um, oh, thank you, Dan. Where would people find show notes for episode four one six of your back to work program? Uh, they can go to five by five TV slash B is in brothers. Two is in the number W is in walrus slash four one six. Now I have a confession and a question. Okay. Um, I used to be, so I'm a Gmail user. Okay. I use Gmail on the web when I'm on the desktop. I right. just, I've, I've, got, I've tried, you know, it's not a little mail plane, but really just in the browser is fine. I use Gmail on uh, the desktop via the web because I love the key commands. I use Inbox and Gmail on my iOS devices. But here's the thing. I've used it on the web for so long. I used to be a real hound for labels, mm-hmm. right? I used to be really into labeling and really into filtering. Mm-hmm. And basically, because it's, you know, meta keyless, you just hit, if you're in a message or, sorry, if you're in like a, if you're viewing a message, you can just hit L and then the label thing pops up and you can pick a label or you can make a label. And it's really cool. You can have even like a structure to that, but like, I don't need that anymore. And all it's done at this point, there's accumulated dozens and dozens and dozens of labels for like one-off things that I did. Now just make it so that the left table view or whatever it's called on iOS is just impossibly long to scroll down. Oh, right, right, right. Cause they're all just in there now. They're just in there. And, but the settings gear is at the bottom under the labels. Uh-huh. And I, I like to go in and noodle cause Gmail and inbox has some pretty good settings, like for how you want notifications and stuff. And because I'm still relatively new to these apps, I'm tweaking it a lot. So, you know, with that said, uh, that's part, part one, cause it's always two things with me. Other thing is like for years I have been saying, and I've believed that the spam problem is solved with Gmail. Like for years, I just seriously, Dan, maybe once a month, a, um, a spammy email would make it through to be in my all mail. It wouldn't make it into my inbox, right. but it would occasionally make it into my all mail. And it was no big deal. It was like, I'm saying literally like one out of thousands per month. So the other day I sat down on the desktop because it's the only like real way to do this. And I did the onesie twosie 
delete this label. Do you want to delete this label? Yes. Delete this label. Do you want to delete this label? Yes. And I deleted all of my labels. Mm -hmm. And I think by extension, I probably disabled a ton of my filters. Oh, that so is does my that mean the spam is getting through again? So here's where I am. Wow. Over the past three days, a lot of lovely ladies want to meet Merlin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're so interested in meeting me at the weekend. Mm. They want to know what I'm doing tonight. You got Gwendolyn. You got Gladys. You got Mabel. There's a lot of thirsty waitresses out there, and they are all on my jammy. So, and invariably, almost all of them get the little icon with the fish hook to say, hey, this is a phishing email. And yet, and yet, they make it into my all-mail box. Now, here's my question for the studio audience. If we take it as read, I, I'm very, the one thing I'm very certain about is I didn't used to get these and now I do. Right. The time after which I started getting these is after I deleted a bunch of labels and consequently probably, you know, borked a bunch of old filters. Team, my question to you, hit me on Twitter. I'm Hot Dogs Ladies. Sorry. Uh, hit me on Twitter if you know like what it is that I might have filtered that was keeping all that stuff out. Is there a way to reduce the amount of spam and phishing emails that normally I used to catch that are now getting into my all mail? Right. If you want to, and, and don't, don't make a joke. Just, just help me. Help me or don't, you know? I don't need a joke. Dan, what do you think's happening? What do you think I was doing that was... Because I, I did have some things that were like, I had some really good filters that were things like, um, contains unsubscribe link is not to me, which I think these would not include because it right. usually is your real email address. Do you have any idea what I might've done? You're, no, you're not a Gmail maven. No, I mean, I use, I have a couple email accounts that are on Gmail and I very, very rarely even use the web interface. For me, that's like a concession because I'm traveling and using a well, public still, computer. Just, just FYI, it still shows up in Right. And so I, what I was going to say, though, is that I'm not, I haven't spent a lot of time in the web interface, which is where you go into like configure filters and do all yes. of that stuff. So yes. I don't even like, I'm not using any of that potential power in Gmail at all. And I just know that creating labels translates i believe onto the web client as like those become i essentially imap folders mm -hmm. so what what i see as uh folders in imap are actually labels in in the web interface and so i have not created many of those at all so i'm totally the get, wrong person do you to get ask. a lot or like do you get fish hook do you see do you get phishing emails i i'm so are you using, using mail.app right Yes. Okay, so here's the crazy part. And this is the part that's most perplexing to me. I could do a screenshot for you. But if I go in and click on one of these, well, first of all, in uh, Gmail and Inbox on the uh, on iOS, mm -hmm. the icon is not a picture. It's not a, you know, it's not a, an image. It's, it's, an, it's a pictogram of a fish hook. Okay? Yeah. So it's identified that it's a phishing scam. And then when really? you click it, there's a giant... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the crazy part. There's a giant red thing at the top, a, a red, like, CSS box, round rack CSS box that says, hey, you know, people have clicked on this, this is phishing, you know, be careful clicking on this. Which seems like something that should go into the spam filter. Oh, yeah. So the question like I... it knows. I'm, it knows what it is. So what? Well, the question it seems like I'm asking is what do I do wrong. I'm not, I'm more interested in what do I need to do differently? Mm -hmm. Like what... Do you guys... Do you folks, team, people, personae, dramatis personae, do you, do you folks have an idea what I need to do to not see the phishing emails 
Because I checked and you can't search on it. You can't search against it and do a filter, which is weird. Because that's part of the, what's the John Syracuse term? It's, it's, not, it's not in band. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's metadata that's been added to that email that is not, you can't search for that. Right. That would be the obvious one, right? Say if anything contains this phrase that they always use, filter it. Anyway, not very interesting, but like I'm bummed because I don't want all these lovely ladies. I got lovely ladies already. You, you know got enough. Saying? You got enough. Enough is enough is too much. You know, I'm good. Um, what's going on in your neck of the woods? You think anything you want to talk about? Nah. Hmm. Want to tell me about something you like? Sure, I would love to tell you about uh, Care of. Care of. Have you heard about them? Heard about Care of. Had the Care of. I loved. I, you get a box full of packets, and then you, you eat the pills, and you just get better. Tell, tell folks about this and do not leave out the part with the wizard. Oh, yeah. The wizard's the fun part. Okay. So Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. And I was under the impression when I signed up for this initially that I was they were going to send me like bottles of stuff. But it's so much better than that. They are giving mm-hmm. you daily packs that contain exactly what you need for that day based on this very cool uh i mean i don't i don't i like the word wizard that you used it's better than saying like he asks you like what do you want to work on right like do you want to work on your sleep do you want to work on your energy do you drink a lot of alcohol what are the kinds of things that you think you could use some help with right and there are also things that you don't even necessarily know like for example apparently if you're male and in your 40s and beyond you need to take zinc and I, I, I'm going to guess that going to your regular uh, physical that you might get every couple of years, they're not going to say, are oh, you, you're taking zinc, you're taking vitamin C, you need those. Well, why do I need them? Well, care of knows that you need them. And so just by going through this quick little profile that it takes of you and entering in things like your age and, and things like that and your mm-hmm. lifestyle details, it will say, well, gosh, you should be taking this. You should be taking this. And then it, it gives them to you in these little packs. And what's so nice about the packs is I don't know if our if our audience members really understand that that to be healthy you do need to take vitamins and supplements and and there's a lot of reasons why we don't have time to go into it why but they, it really does make a difference for you for your health for your long-term health and uh and 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 most of us don't know what we should be taking. So if you try and do this yourself, you're going to make, a, I mean, I've done it. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to buy a lot of stuff that you wind up not, not needing or not wanting, or it turns out to be the wrong thing. And it's a pain and it's boring to research all this stuff. And then when you mm. do get this stuff right now, you've got 10 pill bottles and you've got to every week go and separate out all the 10 pill bottles and put them into the little compartments and some kind of little dispenser thing. And that's boring and it's stupid. And care of makes that just go away because they give you these packs, which are even better for, you know what? Maybe you want to take them after your workout. Maybe you want to take them at work. Maybe you want to go on a trip. You just grab the number of packs you need and everything is set up. And they have these really cool additional, uh, like, like booster things that you can get booster booster things. So like booster, one of them might be like the one that I got. They say, what about your sleep? So they give you this thing and and there, and of course I know you have a thing with powders, but a lot of them are powders and -hmm. you don't even need to water or anything like that with them. You just, you open up this little pack and it's a powder and you, they say, Oh, you having trouble sleeping? Take the powder. And the powder is probably something like melatonin or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's customized Mm -hmm. for what you put in. This is just so cool. The quiz that they give you is really cool. The website's super easy to use. 
stories and uh and and it's just it's just awesome and you can even track your progress they have a care of app and you can earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins it's very very cool and they're doing stuff to encourage you to be healthy and i love that and uh and so they have a special offer for it's still technically the new year i guess uh so they're giving our listeners 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins you go to take Careof.com. Take careof.com and enter back to work 50. And if you enter back to work five zero, back to work 50, you'll get 50% off your first month. I, I'm not saying people should try to enter back to work 100 to see if they get 100% off, oh, but I'm guessing man. it doesn't work like that. So you can try it, but I, I can tell you 50 will work. So back to work five zero. Just try this. You, yeah, don't, don't game the system. Don't try and game it. Mm-mm. Don't so, play lawyer ball. Thanks very much to care of at takecareof.com for supporting back to work with Merlin Mann. Dan Benjamin, thank you, care of. Buck buck. Oh, you know, I do I do have a story to tell, but it's not important. And I I will say I will tell it if we get through your important material. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, it's not bury, important. I don't bury you at the end. I, I don't mind being buried. It'll give the mm. listeners, if if they start to get a little bored during your stuff, then they'll mm-hmm. hang out for the, the potential bonus at the end if we even that's do it. That's a good idea. No, that's a really good idea. They call it a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And I'm the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel, same moi. Ah. <sighs> the tunnel, same moi. <laughs> the tuner? What does that mean? What does it mean? I didn't type that. What is happening? Um, The tuner. All right. This is going to be one of my, this is going to be old school. Is that all right? Yeah, let's do it. Back, back when, back when we were us. Wait, should I go and grab the comic book and read that while you talk? Because that's that's real old school. Uh, You know what we did? What we did, I I inserted a couple old comics back into the mix and she's into it. Ooh, like what? Well, we, um. Uh, well, we were, we were getting ready for bed last night and, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about something with comics before bedtime, trying to wind things down. And I said something about, I made a reference to Hawkeye, which I have not picked up and read in quite a while. And I looked over and of course there was the sealed copy of the Hawkeye hardcover that was gifted to me by Matt Fraction, who's a good man and thorough. And I opened mm-hmm. it with my thumbnail and I opened it up and we, and just like when she was a little kid and she was learning how to read, we reread the pizza dog issue. Do you remember that? There's the issue that doesn't have like classic word balloons. It's only the words that Lucky, the pizza dog can hear and he goes and he solves a crime in the building, how girls got killed. Anyway, it's, I think it's um, issue 10 and it's really, really good. Um, pizza is my business. And we reread that and then we, you know, just looked through at some of the old issues and my gosh, I still love that comic. I know it's a cliche and I'm a cliche about, about a cliche, but my goodness, I loved Hawkeye. Um, and then I grabbed Ultimate Comic Spider-Man and shoved it into her hands. And I was like, you know how you like that movie. Mm-hmm. You might want to check out the source work. You might have uh, noticed in the, uh, in the phone listings on the phone, you got uh, Sarah Pacelli and Brian Michael Bendis. Why don't you have a look at this? And then she read that last night. And it has, remember, it has a very sad ending. Do you remember how volume one ends? I do. Oh, God. So sad. I was like, you know who his Uncle Ben is? You know who his Uncle Ben is? It's going to make you sad. Hmm. So she reread that. Comics. Mm. God, Good I'm story. I miss that comic store. Yeah, I'm sorry that they're closing down. 
I am too, but I mean, I does have myself it, does to blame, probably. Kind of, well, does it, just you, you were the one person keeping them open. <laughs> Box 95 just wasn't full enough. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> wonder though, if, if that doesn't, if that doesn't just spell out the future for, you know, like Austin books and comics too, or all of these other ones that, that we have in our own towns that we love to go to. And yeah. it's to be honest, like I'm the same as you. I used to go there and I used every to, I used yeah, to go every, every Wednesday. Wednesday I would go and I would get my pull list and I would go and get stuff. And then eventually I was like, well, you know, this, this week yeah, I'm kind of busy pretty soon you're buying tra- your trade waiting, right? And you wait a little bit longer and you're and going, you oh, I can digital. subscribe to fantastic foreign comiXology. Yeah, yeah. Which I do. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know what? Well, I mean, it, it is more convenient to just read it on the iPad the instant it comes out and we're not making paper and no one has to deliver this to me physically. I don't have these long white boxes filling up with <laughs> Kirkman or not Kirkman. Um, oh my God. Who's the guy that did Jonathan? I'm not with Hickman comics that I haven't finished. I, there's still so, so much Avenger stuff. I never even read from those events. I know. Um, but I kept them cause they were beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we shouldn't go into it, but you know, I mean, there's something we've talked about years ago, you know, the way, Oh, here's one factoid, two factoids, because it's always two things with me. Fact two, you look at any place that's a retail place that has a thing, they almost always sell other things too. Like you go to the bookstores that are staying alive. Yeah. Look at how much of the stuff that they're selling in the bookstore is not books. Oh yeah. I was just had the occasion to go into a Barnes and Noble for the first time in a long time. all like blank books, calendars, coffee mugs, like gift stuff. Right. Yeah, and they, and ours has t- uh, like a whole like four or five aisles of toys, which are I was gonna say like toys. Lego toys and other things. Go to ABC and look at how much of that probably is like toys. Yeah, and posters a lot of and it is. Like that. A lot of it is t-shirts. So that's fact number two: is that to thrive in this retail economy, you have to have reasons that are <laughs> not the main thing. But the other thing is there is something unique sadly, sickly, ironically unique about comic shops that doesn't go for bookstores. And that is this. There is a single organization, a single terrible, terrible company that does all of the comics distribution in the United States. And they're awful. They're awful to deal with. They're middlemen that at this point in time should not be necessary. But the company that does that, basically, they they are the they distribute the comics from DC, Marvel, Image, whomever, to the comic shops. You got to deal with Diamond. Right? If you don't deal with Diamond, you're not getting comics. If you want floppies, like you're going to have to do that. But what is unique about floppies from Diamond? You can't send them back. Mm-hmm. So if you, you read those, what are they called? Um, solicitations. You yeah. read like what's going to be coming out in three months, five months, six months. And you have basically, two, as I understand it, two opportunities to order. You have an early opportunity and then like this is your last chance opportunity. So if you think this massive crossover event or this new comic from a popular writer and penciler, if you think that's going to be a hit, you want to buy enough so that when people come in, they'll be able to get it on that Wednesday that it comes out. But you don't want to get so many that you're stuck with a bunch of comics because guess what? You can't send them back. There's no cutouts for comics. There's no, you you follow me? You know this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's why you see long boxes in the back of two-year-old issues of comics that are a quarter or a dollar because they can't send them back. Okay, well, does that go for everybody? It absolutely does not. Trade paperbacks are books that you don't necessarily, I don't think you have to get from Diamond. So if you go to the bookstore two doors down and buy My Life as a Target, Hawkeye, Volume 1, uh, 
they can have just the number that they want. And unlike comic floppies, they can send those back and recoup some of their investment. I mean, it's, it's so bitterly ironic that it is only the specialty comic shops that suffer from that terrible policy. But it's very, very difficult because a lot of their traffic comes from the nerds who go in there on Wednesdays to, right. you know, pick up their whatever. So, I, I mean, you know, it's, if you think about it, the what history, other company works like that? Nothing. It's bizarre. But if you think about the original, like, history of comic books, I guess you got them at drugstores, right? Like they were yeah, spinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spinner racks. Yep. And so you that's that's how I got most of the stuff I got when I was a yep. little kid. And, you know, you'd, you'd get them off there. And then eventually they're like, wait a minute, we could sell these in bookstores. So they'd be in bookstores. And then eventually you had comic book stores. And I vividly remember that when I was maybe 11, 12, 13, that kind of time period, that's when I first got really into comics. I was also into D&D and other things like that. Is that when you got into Spider-Man? Yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I loved Spider-Man as a little kid. Remember, I met him in the mall that time. Mm, nice. We've talked about that, right? Mm, put a fork in that because I want to hear that. Okay. And uh, and so I, you know, I, I got very into this and the comic book store that I liked going to was also the like role-playing game store. They were uh, like a this, hobby shop. Yeah. yeah. So you were talking before about selling other things. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was the whole hobby you know, thing. So it was the little mini figs that you could paint. It was the, <laughs> it's a one-stop dork experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really. Come on in. We've got large plywood tables that you can put your campaign on. And over there, we've got Galaga. <laughs> oh my God! I'm never leaving here. They have Mountain Dew. Uh, yes, and I vividly remember um, that um, that you know, like I would have to beg my mom to drive me to this stuff because it was we lived in like Delray, yeah. and this store, the good one, was in Plantation. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, in retrospect was not far at all, but they acted like I was asking we had to go them. From, we had to go from Elfers to Hudson. So I feel you. Yeah. And I mean, this, mm-hmm. so they, they, she would take me there and I mean, I would just be lost in that store. Like, you know, and just, like, just stare at the figs. Yeah. Like you, I was just hypnotized by the Ralparthas. Ugh. I would just, I, I mean, everything in there was magic to me. I could not afford hardly any nothing. of it, but nothing. Like, oh my God, I could buy some dice maybe, but like, I would have to save up to buy a book. Oh yeah. But no, for I know sure. what you mean. It was like, cause it was also a pivot point where hobby stores up to that point, there was a lot of like SD's rockets and like, um, kind of like hobbyist, like, you know, rocket kits and electronics kits and stuff like that, like leather th- stuff, like make a wallet. And then like, I think that they kind of pivoted into game stuff. It feels like. And then the comics are kind of a natural fit with that crowd. So, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And you know, for me, the, 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 it was a mat, it was a mat, a place of magic, a magical place that I could go and I could just spend an unlimited amount of time there. As long as my parents would let me stay, I would if have you stayed. Yourself, they wouldn't throw you out. They didn't like me being in there because they knew I couldn't <laughs> afford anything. They knew I couldn't buy anything. Right. And so like they wouldn't like, like there would be these dudes in there playing a game and I'd just kind of be like standing, like watching and they hated that. And then like, I would ask about a comic and they, you know, they wouldn't really want to talk to me about it because they knew I didn't have any money. They knew. Yeah. And really yeah. it was, it was this debate every week of like, do I go to the comic shop or do I go to Don Carter's and play you know, gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And cause you know, I could spend the whole, is that the one where you fly on an ostrich? Uh, that's joust. Gauntlet joust, is the sorry. one that was a four player game that you could, you could be the Valkyrie, the warrior, the thief or the wizard. And it oh, was the wow. one that talked to you and, 
wizard shot the food. Remember that? And you'd be running. <laughs> That's it was awesome. A, a four player game. And you, you basically was like a, um, I remember Gorf, Gorf did like that. It would go dungeon crawler. Space yes. Cadet. Yes. <laughs> So this this was a fun time in arcade games for me. Robot. But you know, you spend a little too much yes. at the at the Gauntlet console, and then you, you you're not going to have anything for the comic store. So no expedition to the Borderlands for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> that's right. Do you ever look at uh, alignment memes? No, maybe I My should. My daughter though. loves alignment memes, and we were again rushing to get to, out the door for school, but. Just search for alignment memes. There's some great Seinfeld ones. It's like what what of these of these people like what is their alignment? It's really good. There was my favorite one was Expedition to the Barrier Peaks. Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah. See, now I get confused. Now let me go look because I, I got this wrong once before. This is the is that, one. Is that the one with the spaceship? Yeah, this is the one with the. the That's the, absolutely the greatest. It's a very high level game, but I I have that module at my house right yeah, now. Yeah, I do too. Someone gave it to me as a gift. Me too. It's gorgeous, <laughs> and it's it's got some beautiful Jeff D artwork. I think it's got some Errol Otis. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's cause it was the, the twist is so great. Oh like, yeah. That ain't no rabbit. You think that's a rabbit on a trunk? That ain't no, no rabbit. It's a little, it's a thing that's going to eat you. And was it kind of a, I'm see my memory so poor. Was it kind of a, what was I the said one? it was at home. I'm wrong. I have it right here in my hands. Oh, wow. S3 for advanced D&D game dungeons, dungeon module S3 expedition to the barrier peaks by Gary level Gygax, eight to 12. an adventure for character levels eight through 12. And, uh, and it, Greyhawk. it has the, yes. And it has the, I'll take it out of it. It's got maps and stuff. It has the so beautiful map in the back with the, the full color. These, the drawings are absolutely amazing. It has the full color. Look yeah. at this full color with the robots. Yeah. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the creature with the, oh. look at this Cthulhu guy. Oh man. Look at him. So Not Cthulhu, good. But you know, like a, like a Cthulhu man. It's probably not. So it's probably not a thing. Oh, got the guys in the elevator. Yes. Oh, this is so good. And the you know everything about it. Like just flipping through this now as I'm doing this right now. Yeah. Just the font choices are still great. And oh, yeah. and it's it just it's so nostalgic to look at this. Oh, and the little thing. Hold on, I'm gonna. I have to take a picture. Don't they have of this. The, yeah, yeah. They have like a diagram of the big room. Oh yeah, like, they got the diagram. They got it all. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna take oh, some pictures man. of my phone because I don't know how else to send this to you. Yeah. Uh, but, but when, wait until you see just, I know you've seen it before, but look at that. Yeah, do it. Look at, look it at that walking brain guy. What's that called? That's a Jeff D. That's a Jeff D walking brain guy. What's that like called? these things. I always felt like this D walking brain led into the gamma world. I was going to say, it's kind of a pivot into, you know? yeah. Oh, oh, look at look that. At, isn't that cool? <gasps> that, that it's one like image. It's like a gauntlet that's like a <laughs> knife gun. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And look at that, look at that handy viewing device that I guy know, has strapped What to is that? It looks like a combination of a violin and a television. But they really thought of everything. I mean, you still yes. see all this stuff today in video games. They're like, it's a new thing. No, they did it in Dungeons and Dragons back a million years ago. It's an intellect devourer. I thought that was Twitter. Oh. Uh, it's, it's a walking brain boy, an intellect devourer. Ooh, boy, that looks terrible. I bet he's got psionics. Arr. Uh, two cats comics. See, now I don't even want to talk about this. This seems really boring. Um, you got to, you have to, we made the commitment. Up for this. I could tell I the story up. if you want to hear that instead. Um, 
trying to give you options. Well, let, no, uh, I give want you to minutes. do your topic. You need to do your topic. I don't know if topic. I have enough runway for this. Oh, do I have enough runway for this? You do. You do. All right. Um, listener Joseph, who has an excellent uh, Walter Subcheck icon, uh, said, <laughs> I feel kind of stupid suggesting it, but I'd like to hear a follow-up to power puttering. I found myself doing it today, and I wondered if this idea had grown since 2017. Well, first of all, there's no bad questions. Good job. You're not wrong. Um, but, uh, geez, we talked about this in two years ago. Yeah. 2017 or something. Yes. When did we talk about this? I don't re- I mean, I remember mentioning this, but did we do an episode on this? Yes. No. I thought really? we did. Yeah. Power oh. puttering. All right. If we did an episode, I don't want to do it again. No, we didn't do one. I don't think. <laughs> okay. Here's what I've got. Episode 344, the microwave moment. And okay. it says, uh, Merlin introduces something he calls power puttering. That's the uh, only note that I have about this. All right. Let me see here. Wait, your page doesn't exist. The devil, you say. 344. Oh, I see. Five by five slash. I'm in the dingus. That's why. Okay. The microwave moment. You're not supposed to pet the car. October, 2017. Okay. So it's at the end. So I probably didn't talk about it too much. No, you couldn't have. All right. Well, I'll try to keep this high level. Um, so listener Joseph is asking about something that I, that I have dubbed power puttering. Um, and it's, I've, I've struggled to kind of write down what it is that I think this thing is, but, uh, what do we mean by puttering? When you say you're puttering around the house, right? When you're puttering around the house, I think of like, almost like a, like a middle-aged man or an older man, like in his scuffs, sort of like me, kind of just wandering around doing stuff without too much purposefulness. When you're puttering around the house, like maybe you got a day off. You know, maybe you're, uh, maybe you're sick that day and you're kind of wandering around the house, not doing anything in particular. Power puttering is this name that I have given to a very a mindful and directed version of puttering that combines some of the best elements of, I'll drop some names, David Allen, Marie Kondo, Peter Walsh. It's kind of a best of way to do a bunch of little crap around the house, but with a purpose. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So you know, what are some examples of this? I mean, for me, I have, uh, I feel so arrogant to call these days off. I have days where I don't have to do podcasts. And those are days, it used to be a Thursday, now it's mostly a Friday. It's a day where I do have lots of uh, runway to do all the things that I have to do at the house. And there's a lot of things I have to do at the house. A lot of what uh, unreconcilable differences we have called invisible work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of infrastructure stuff that just needs to get done that nobody even knows gets done. And if I'm doing that well, the house is functioning and we're taking care of stuff. Now, I just want to be clear here. I'm talking about, here I'm talking about power puttering in the context of your home and taking care of stuff and chores, if you like. I want to be clear though. The, the notion of power puttering could apply to many different kinds of things where what begins perhaps as a somewhat mindless wander through something gets a lot of direction um, and velocity and purposefulness. And I'm going to tell you why. Because here's what I do. I start out, so you start out with some stuff you got to do, right? One of the things I know I've got to do that's really boring, and I'm going to just confine this to chores around the house. Forgive me if this is excruciating. I I hope you get something out of it. There's chores I got to do around the house. So one of the chores I do around the house before I do anything is figure out what needs to be done, right? So a lot of it might be wandering around and going really boring stuff. Like, you know, um, do we need a new soap? This is so boring, but it's important. Do we need a new soap in the shower? How are we doing on toothpaste? Pick up and shake the half and half. How much half and half do we have? Do I need to bring up paper towels from the garage? Do I need to change the cap box? Don't think about me. Think about you. 
when you deal with stuff around the house, is it not fair to say, listener, that there's just stuff that you've got to do, and sometimes you don't even know what all it is, but you jump in and you get started. So a big part of the power puttering is, just the puttering and um, chores part of that is, I start figuring out what kind of needs to be done. And I might, you know, I might make a list. I'll get to that in a minute. I have various affordances for helping with this. But I just kind of start jumping in and I start wandering around the house doing stuff. Now, what happens when you're wandering around the house? Well, when you're wandering around the house, you start potentially noticing stuff you don't usually notice. Like in this case, like I know right now, uh, in the next couple of days, I need to replace the toothpaste in the bathroom. I know this is not life-changing, but it will be. I notice that. I also do notice that the soap is getting a little bit low in there. Well, if I notice the soap is low, I may start noticing that we need to get soap at the store, right? These, what happens is as you wander around, but other patterns emerge too. When I say, okay, I know I need to change the cat box. The cat box involves taking 30 pounds of cat litter in a box down the steps and down to the garage. I got to put it in the trash. I got to put in the new litter. I got to bring it up, right? It's, it's kind of a trial, but that's what it means to be a cat companion. But in all of those things, so you're doing your stuff and you're getting it done. But at the very most basic level, if you allow yourself, you will start noticing things, other things that need to be done. Sometimes small things that you can do now, sometimes medium-sized or larger things you need to do later. Start noticing that. And as you start to notice that, begin to notice patterns. I'll give you a great pattern. Anybody here, show of hands, anybody here got more than one Amazon box in their house right now? And is there a chance that that is an Amazon box that you do not want to have in your house any longer? <laughs> right. Probably not you, but somebody out there not only has Amazon boxes, but somewhere, if we're honest, maybe it's in the, the gift wrapping room, you got Amazon boxes. And then once you start noticing Amazon boxes, you start noticing boxes. Once you start noticing boxes, you start noticing cardboard if you're like me, and then you suddenly go, oh my God, my entire house is full of cardboard. How have I lived like this? Well, guess what, buddy? You just discovered a pattern. And that pattern is, here's a bunch of stuff that needs to get done. Do you do it right then? Maybe, maybe not. But you do notice it and you want to capture it if it's not something you're going to do right now. Because now you've, you've done something you didn't before. You're reconnecting with your physical environment in a way you usually don't. If you're like me and you're a hoarder, you mostly make paths and push stuff, push stuff into the corners. If you start engaging with your environment by moving around and power puttering, you will start to notice things. The things start to accumulate and then you start to notice patterns. Now, guess what? Let's go a little bit further. Is there any piece of electronics that you can see with your face eyes that you know is not a thing that you use anymore. It is broken. It is obviated. It is stupid. Is it, why is it in your house? Well, if you have one of those, you might have more than one of those. Do you notice that when you're just getting ready for work? You might, but you have every reason in the world to forget about it. If you're power puttering, you're incentivized to notice it because now you're looking for patterns. And so guess what happens pretty soon? So now you got a bunch of cardboard. You got a bunch of, uh, of old devices. You got a bunch of clothes that don't fit anymore. And guess what? All of a sudden you got a big pattern, which is, boy, I got a lot of stuff in my house that I need to get rid of. How do I scale up to that? You're going to need to do, do some donations. You might need to call the guy with the truck. These are just little examples, but the pattern that I'm trying to relay here is that the, the, the kind of the nature of power puttering is you're getting done the stuff you need to get done right now, but you're also noticing what needs to get done and you're finding patterns about what you need to do.
And then often as not, you can gang some of those tasks together. And again, using something like it could be a list with a pen that you keep with you. I think this is a very good use of a voice activated device. Just start adding stuff to a list. If you say to your Echo, your Amazon device, mm-hmm. you could say something like, add Colgate toothpaste to my cart, right? Something like that. Or you could just say, make a note of XYZ, right? Using using Siri. There's all kinds of ways to do this. This seems like the dumbest thing in the world, and you know what it kind of is, but I find something oddly, I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's, it's oddly energizing. It's uh, enervating. It's uh, to, to like re-engage with your stuff, to find patterns and do stuff with it. And that's the nature of power putting. The power part in the power puttering is you are accomplishing stuff. You're also re-engaging with your physical environment in a way that allows you to improve it and to think about how it could be better and to notice stuff that you need to do before it's something that's already, that should have been done. You don't want to run out of toilet paper. You don't want to run out of toothpaste. And you know, nobody tells me when the milk is low down. Nobody tells me. I found out the milk was low when somebody says there's no milk. So that's on me. That's some of the basic stuff. That's some of the basic stuff of power puttering. It's in a lot of ways, it's in kind of an IRL version of a GTD weekly review, but in some ways it's just with dealing with the stuff in your world. And now, like I say, I think this can go for lots of stuff. Do you have a list right now somewhere on your computer of every bug or annoyance that you run into on your computer that you think can be fixed? Because if you don't, you need one. So I have a running text file called bugs run X. And that is where I go. And anytime I discover something that is bugging me or I think is a legit bug or something I just want to fix that goes on the list, <laughs> including my text files getting seemingly randomly deleted. I had a problem <laughs> with the Eero Wi-Fi in the master bedroom and I fixed that. Why are my phishing emails slipping through Gmail? <laughs> Other stuff like that. Right. That's a form of power pottering because even if you're not doing it right now, you're capturing it into the place that you need to do it through I believe, I think it was David Allen coined the phrase ubiquitous capture, but you're re-engaging with your stuff and you can basically just follow your nose. And, you know, um, so anyway, that's, that's my opening salvo is that I think this is a valuable thing. That's what power puttering is for. The specific question, I suppose, that listener Joseph asked is that if the idea has grown, the idea has grown only in the sense that I'm fully aware that it's a thing that I notice I'm doing and that I try to actually make a point of doing. Because like anything, any creative endeavor or any kind of like for that, you know, like any house endeavor, you kind of got to say to yourself, like, here's a thing I need to do. So you can be motivated by accomplishing a bunch of stuff that you need to do in your context. Doesn't have to be chores. In your context, there's a bunch of stuff you need to do. But while you're doing all the stuff you need to do, also be open to what else is going on and noticing all of those things and making a plan for how you can improve your life by dealing with those different kinds of things. I say it's like a GTD review because a good GTD review should shock you. If you're doing a good GTD review, there should be at least one moment where you go, oh, I forgot about that. Or, oh, that never occurred to me. Mm. And that could be stuff like spring break is coming in three weeks. It could be the summer vacation is coming this summer. It could be that... Somehow, and probably sixth grade starts in August. And these are all kinds of things where like, I'll bet you there's something you need to do about it. And now that you're in motion and you're doing your stuff, start noticing those patterns, start noticing the things that need to get done. And by the time you're finished, I, I one thing I do, I write the stuff down and tick it off a lot of the times, even if it's really stupid. And I feel great. I feel totally like, like I've gotten some stuff accomplished. Power puttering. Highly recommended. I'm going to tell about something you like. Merlin, it's time for me to tell you about something I like. It is Eero. Mm-hmm. I love Eero. You know, they started to build Eero 
uh, back in uh, like 2016 is when they came out with the first one. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was great. No one had any ever seen anything else like this. You know, it was uh, it was super modern, super advanced because it uses this thing called a mesh mesh Wi-Fi. So instead of having some like super powerful base station that's just sitting there, mm. uh, they said, you know what? There is a better way. That's antiquated. That's not the way to do it anymore. The way to do it now is we want to cover your entire home or office with this mesh. So instead of having one powerful base station that's trying to reach those little corners, the distant corners of your house and your office, they said, forget that. We're going to make a a pretty awesome base station, but we're going to make these things called beacons and you're going to get an app and the app's going to help you figure out. It's actually going to tell you where in the rest of your house or your office or whatever that these beacons should go and how many that you need. And, uh, and then they came out with the second generation Eero with a beacon and the beacon is even better. What's so cool about it is that it even has these little lights in it. So when it gets dark in your house, the lights turn on, they become nightlights. So you can turn that off if you don't want it, but they basically just plug into the wall and they, yes, in, in a way they extend the range, but they're doing much more than that. They're actually creating this cool mesh network that I was telling you about. And it's very, very, very cool. And there's also something called Eero Plus. This is designed to provide simple, reliable security that will defend your home's devices. And notice I say devices, all of the devices in your home, whatever you're using against threats like a malware, spyware, phishing attacks, or just unsuitable content stuff you don't want your, your, your kids to see, for example. And the combination of Eero with Eero Plus gives you complete total protection for your network and all the devices and anyone who uses as they connect to the internet. So, uh, so this is very, very cool. And, and Eero Plus is really something I think you should consider if you're going to get this. They've, they've got total network protection. They've got this advanced security that it, it checks the sites you visit against the database of millions of known threats. It keeps you from accidentally visiting a site. They've got content blocking, so you can block stuff that has violent, illegal, or adult content. They can even do ad blocking. I mean, they've thought of everything, and it's all built in to the Eero with their enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system. Uh, everything, they're all, they care about security, state-of-the-art WPA2 encryption. I mean, it's all in there. Everything you've ever wanted uh, from, from a Wi-Fi setup with awesome coverage to your whole house even your garage, even upstairs, and maybe even in your attic. I don't know what you're doing in your attic. I don't care what you do up in your attic because you're going to have Wi-Fi now. That's what Aero is all about, Wi-Fi to your attic. They can have that. They can run with that. It's up to them to have it if they want it. It's there. So here's the deal. Of course, there's a special deal for you guys. Uh, here's the way it works. You agree that you never want to have to think about Wi-Fi ever again. If you can agree to that, then you will get 100 bucks off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus. So let me tell you that one more time. 100 bucks off the base unit and two beacons. That's the one that I had for my house. And, uh, and one year of Eero Plus. You can get that by going to Eero.com slash back to work. And Eero is spelled E-E-R-O. Eero.com slash back to work. And uh, at checkout, enter the code back to work, one word, and you'll get that special deal. So thanks very much to Eero for supporting Back to Work with Merlin Mann. Power puttering. That was stupid. No, but it's, it's not stupid. And one of the questions that I have yeah. that it, as I listen to you describe it, 
it sounds like this is all, this is something that involves two different aspects of your time. On the one hand, you know, you, you mentioned, do you have a, an ongoing list on your computer of these things? How do you remember to, how do you remember to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 like and there's what, something you come across you, you don't want to do right now. Yeah. And also yeah. like, what, what about time that you can spend? Because for me, I know that if I, if I, it's easy for me to spend too much time on this kind of thing. How do you know when enough is it's enough? It's very satisfying. I don't, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know the exact answer to that, but I, I do feel like, and I'm not saying you've got to be a fancy lad with voice devices, but chances are a ton of you have the uh, Apple voice assistant. And it wants you, well, assuming it wants to work today, you, various voice assistants have ways of capturing things where you can just scream through the air and tell it a thing to remember. Or, like I say, you could just carry an index card and write it down. Mm-hmm. But let me let me give another example that I'm not sure this is going to make it better or worse. But like when I talk about the patterns and the noticing of things, I'm always very interested in that idea of like the levels to things. Like the, there's there's a level that we try to address something at, which is the oh this is the thing that's on my mind that I'm tired of thinking about level, where it's like ah I have to stop feeling this feeling. I have to stop feeling this feeling of what of um. Uh, oh, okay. So our, we pack our kids lunch every day, which means right. we have to get things for the lunch, which means that all the lunch things have to be cleaned, which means the bottle has to be filled and we have to make sure it wasn't left at school. And there's this whole panoply of dumb stuff around this stupid Harry Potter lunchbox that we have to deal with every day. <laughs> that if you right. were to really think about what's involved with it, there's a lot of parts and levels. And so like in that case, like I go, oh, that's right. We were going to get her sushi for, uh, for lunch tomorrow. So I need to order that. Okay. Pivot. I'm ordering stuff from the grocery delivery service. What question do I ask myself? While I'm here, is there anything else that I know I need to order? You know what? I should get some toothpaste because I need toothpaste. Or I should, oh, that's right. We're running low on milk. I should get milk. That started out being about a Harry Potter lunchbox, but ended up with me fulfilling my duty as the, as I'm Sergeant Zale. I'm the supply sergeant, right? Why do I remember that? Um, But it goes further than that. So we have a pantry and probably once, what, three times a year, we take everything, we, we Marie Kondo our pantry. We take everything out of it, decide whether we still need it, decide what's valuable, and then kind of, you might say, refactor. We put everything back in, in accordance with how often we use the thing. Mm-hmm. So if there's some Alton Brown one-use dingus that we don't use, that goes on like a stupid shelf that we don't use. But the stuff we do use a lot needs to be in a position of honor. So the thing is, though, when I go in there to go like, okay, is there any toothpaste in the pantry? Are Is there any green noodles, like ramen, green noodles brand noodle soup? Is there any of that in the pantry? Guess what I notice? Oh my God, this place is such a dumpster fire. How did I let this thing get so out of hand? That's a thing. That's part of power puttering. You start out thinking about green noodles and now you're thinking about your pantry. Do you fix it right this second? You could, you could. But the main thing is now you've noticed something. You've noticed something on a different level. Now let me take it further. For me, on a power puttering day, there's a lot of activity between, you know, the central areas, the kitchen, especially, and then the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. And then the garage. So here's the thing. Guess what? I got all that cardboard. You know what? I'm going to be a big boy. I'm going to take my awesome <laughs> Kershaw folding knife and I'm going to cut up these. I'm going to cut off the tape. I'm going to flatten all these boxes. Okay. Am I done? No, I'm not done. Do the boxes live here? No, the boxes live somewhere else. Where do the boxes live? The boxes live in the garage for now until we can figure out what to do with them. And so now I'm going to take down a bunch of boxes. 
And when I take the boxes down to the garage, guess where I am? I'm in the garage. What's in the garage? Paper towels and toilet paper that need to come upstairs. I'm sorry to make this about paper products, but you see where I'm going with this. Now you got a rhythm. You got a, you're, you got a stew going at this point because you're, you're capitalizing on the fact that you are heavily engaged with what you're doing, even though it's mindless stuff. And you could certainly listen to a podcast like Back to Work while you're doing this. You could be doing that right now. But it's causing you to think more actively about your environment and how right. you deal with it. Right. And I, like I say, I think this can go for lots of stuff. It does work particularly well for the physical world. But the idea of power puttering in general, that could be stuff. If you're a writer, boy, that's a real good opportunity, in my case, to go through Envialt and look at stuff I started but never finished. Or I go and I look at a list of the stuff of ideas that I've got. I've always got a running list of stuff I'd like to be working on. And when I go and look at that, then I can say, like, is this the thing I'm doing? Is this the thing I'm not? And when I'm in there, maybe I notice my files are disappearing. <laughs> or maybe I notice I have too many files. Or maybe I think, you know, I should learn more about IA Writer because that's really cool. It's, ba it's basically a state of mind. It's a way of saying I'm going to be open to what my context and environment tell me are other good things to be doing. I'm going to review what I'm working on. I'm going to notice what needs to happen. And I'm just going to re-engage with this in a way that can be very exhilarating. But you can do it too much. My daughter asked me today, how do you know when you're doing it too much? And yeah. I said, that's a very good question. Because, like, you know, I'll talk to her about what we're going to talk about on the show. It's sure. part of my preparation. And she said, how, how would you know if you're doing too much? And I said, that's a good question. I think on the one hand, if you're doing it too much maybe you're not doing it enough because the enough would tell you that if you're doing this too much, there may be some kind of an efficiency problem in what you're doing and you need to, you know, you need to go to a higher level. You need a big, you need a, you need a shovel, not a spoon to deal mm, with what you're dealing right, with. Right, but right, right. The contradictory paradoxical part is like, it's a great way to procrastinate in the sense that like power puttering, you could definitely kill two hours very easily with power puttering because guess what when you took the cardboard down there you noticed oh gosh well, i hope my photos are all okay i hope they're not water damaged and you go and look at them and now you're looking at your photos and you're thinking about your photos 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 fractures do i want to get a fracture made and you're basically walking through a personal mind map of stuff and now i'm going to quote the great david allen who says everybody procrastinates but it's a good it's important to try to procrastinate about good things with good things right so if you're if you're going to have this uh, what that guy at Stanford is called structured procrastination. If you're going to choose to like have this most important thing that you're deliberately procrastinating, why not do something useful with the time that you've got? Not everybody can do it, but it's also a state of mind that you can choose like mindfulness. It's a state of mind that you can choose to apply with whatever you're doing. As long as I'm here doing this, is there anything else that I need to do? It's an orthogonal 90 degree switch in whatever you're doing to say like, okay, so what else right now? And um, it's a state of mind and I think it's really valuable. You know, I, I, I like I like when you call it a state of mind because you're right about that. And I think if you have the right state of mind, uh, then you're not going to spend too much time on it, right? I agree. It kind of um, it kind of blocks that in a good yeah, way. Yeah, and, and I mean, because in more classic puttering, it's sort of like it could just be something like again, it could be looking through photos. It could be looking at the baby book. I'm just puttering around. I'm just doing stuff. I'm rearranging things. Nothing wrong with any of that. Um, but you're right. Yeah, there should be a way to kind of catch yourself. But but it's also kind of therapeutic because it encourages you to have a um, an openness to, to your environment. That sounds so silly to talk about toilet paper and think it's some kind of transformative experience. But like now the corollary here or the anti-pattern is like, how often do you put up with stuff you hate? Do you have a pile of stuff anywhere in your house that is in danger of toppling? 
are all of your issues of these trades together and in order? Does that bother you? Like, it bothers me. It bothers me when I couldn't find Ultimate Spider-Man number one quickly last night. It was right next to Spider-Man. Um, but in all those cases, like, it is a way of saying, like, you don't have to become tightly wound about this. But it's a way of saying, like, you know, how how differently do I need to interact with my environment to make it the way um, that I would like? And, and in which it's my duty to, like, take care of that stuff. Like, you know, in in a similar way, my family may not consciously notice, I think my wife does, may not consciously noted that, notice that, boy, there sure got to be a lot of cardboard in here in the last month. But like, if I'm doing my job right, she won't ever have to notice that. Right. Because I'll, I'll have taken care of it. So it's not just about you and your own OCD. It's also about like having a role in improving life for the people around you. Mm-hmm. 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 It's good I stuff. I think it helps to have a knife. You'll use a knife more than you think in life. Once you got a knife, you use it. Here's mine. This is the best. I'll put it in show notes. Ready? Ready? How great is that? Sounds great. Is this a switchblade? Uh, not technically. It's, but it's not, also it's not a thumb knife. You use your forefinger. Listen, I have four of these and they're deployed in all of my environments. <laughs> fully de- fully deployed. These are fully deployed Kershaw knives. Do you have them so that they're attached to your, your uh, wrists under your sleeve so you can flick your hand and they, they slide out? Yeah. Yeah. I'm X23. Mm-hmm. See, it's got a little clip. The clip, the clip, the clip uh, has screws. So you can have it be uh, wherever you want it to be. I'll put it in show notes. It's an excellent knife. Um, so anyway, that is to answer the, um, the listener, Joseph. Um, I don't think it's changed that much, but um, if I don't do it, I notice it. I notice, and that causes little micro stress for me. Title. That causes little bits of micro stress <laughs> for me when stuff is not getting taken care of that I know should be taken care of. Because it's all stuff that is easy enough to ignore until it really accumulates. And then it's stressing everybody out. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Power puttering. Power puttering. Micro stress. I understand why you will not put this episode out because it's probably the worst episode of this show we've ever done. Nah, not that, at all. That I've it's ever done. great. No, it's great. Yeah. Whenever you think it's bad is when you're doing your best work. Because you're, you, in general, this is not just for you, but I think in I do general. that. I do that. And I got to live with that now. Yeah. It'll wear it. Come out to Two Cats Comics, 320 West Portal Avenue on Thursday, March 21st, and uh, say hi to me. Interact personally with me and say goodbye to my friends at Two Cats Comics. I will, uh, I will miss them very much. Love what would be, what would be the most offensive store that could go in to replace that store? Like the thing that would de- most defile its memory? Uh, it's not set up for this, but I would say yet another drink for teens store <laughs> like what is that <laughs> you know like bubble tea oh yeah or like you know yet another um that would be offensive if it were a vape store oh that was good that was gonna be what i would that's my I answer for any environmental terrorism <laughs> like another vape store that will i that might will have to slash their vape rig change names you know, vaping's six gotten very popular you were, you were mentioning this on your twitter uh, recently vaping is people people love to vape they love to blow that sick sick cotton well, if you know the the volume, Did you, know you could smoke a pepper. Were you aware of that? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was. I was made aware of that this morning. Mm. In 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 your, uh, I I tweeted about. I don't think these are worthy of our show notes, but uh, you can tell me if you want them in. I'll put them in. There is a man somewhere who I saw a video of and posted it to my Twitter. Uh, of he he took a Carolina Reaper which is the most 
I guess, or one, if not the most, one of the very most hot. High on the Scoville scale. Yes. Uh, peppers that you can consume. And for some reason, he decided to smoke it in his bong. I'm sorry. Oh, so that wasn't vaping. Pipe. That was... Well, no, oh, then sorry. the second video... After yeah. I posted that one, it was brought to my attention very almost immediately that there was a man who did the same thing with his vape mm. and he made some kind of vape liquid out of the Carolina Reaper and vaped oh, it. Oh, no, those oils will make you so sick. These are, these are two. Yeah. Now I'm going to say they have to go in the show notes. So I'll put, I'll put um, them in the show notes. I'll, I'll get you. I'm going to take a, as soon as we're done here, I'll take a picture of Domino, a photo of Domino and I'll okay. send that to you and you get your, you get your vape peppers in there. Yeah. He, um. It, mm. These are both videos I highly recommend people Is this in Florida, watch. Florida, Dan? It sounds like it came from Florida. Both, well, one was snowing, the, the, the guy who vapes it. So I'm going to say that was not Florida, but okay. the other one could very well be Florida. Yeah. Sure. This, this is in the uh, subreddit, had to hurt. Mm. So that is going in our show notes right now. That stuff is bad. Could you imagine that? Like, no, like, I can't. What is it's, wrong with it's people? Like, it's sort of like sitting around and thinking about what you could put in your butt, where you're like, if, if you, <laughs> like, if that's a thing, if that's a thing that you want to do for your amusement as a speculative venture, yeah. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. But like, really, don't put a bunch of stuff in there. Get a drawer. You know, that's not what that receptacle is for. <laughs> you know, you got, you got, you got <laughs> landfill, you got recycling, you know, you got compost and you got your butt. And like nothing goes in there. Everything else goes in one of the other ones. Okay. You know, like a, I like darning that. Need, a darning needle, a milk bottle, uh, like a uh, like a Hot Wheels. Those don't go there. Because you know, just because it's easy and fun to get in doesn't make it easy to get out. Dung 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 dung. Those are in the in the show notes now for people that really want to see it. But I highly recommend that they see it because it's amazing. Yes. Yes, had to hurt. Hmm, California Reaper. That sounds like a kind of weed. Have it sounds like it would be Car a great, Carolina. Yeah. Sorry, Carolina Reaper. Yeah, Carolina Reaper. Yeah, <laughs> something Ice T would say. Yeah, looks like I got high on Carolina Reaper. <sighs> all right, <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> I gotta go putter. All right, all right. Uh, you want to button this up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin man. <laughs>